What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's the Chris Gaskin Show for Tuesday, November 27th, 2012. Uh, bit of business to get out of the way. December 15th, I will be in Houston, B.C. The 22nd, I will be at the Attic in Delta. Uh, and also my upcoming Ontario tour. Uh, Niagara Falls, London, Vaughn, Mississauga, Ajax, Kitchener all throughout January and February, and it's looking like I'm adding some more dates to that, so news is that as it happens. Uh, let's start the show. What uh, do I want to talk about? I, I guess the Grey Cup happened. Did you watch the Grey Cup? I watched the Grey Cup, uh, or at least enough of it to know what was going to happen, and then I took off. Uh, I kind of touched on the CFL last week, but not as much as I really wanted to. I, I kind of wanted to dwell into it a little bit further, uh, at least how I feel about the CFL, because I am a CFL fan. I, I enjoy watching the CFL. I like the whole to and out. I like the difference in rules between the CFL and the NFL. Uh, I like that it's a bit of a faster-paced game than the NFL is. I mean, realistically... NFL football is slow. I'm talking like baseball type slow. It's not quite as slow as baseball because MLB baseball, you know, every batter has their own, you know, little, I got to tap both sides, all four corners of the plate and then wipe off my shoes and brim my cap and, you know, like, like jerk off with my left hand three quarters of the time, finish off with my right and then like, uh, you know, spit on my cum. All right, now I'm ready for the first pitch. Like, like it's ridiculous how slow the MLB is. But the NFL uh, and the CFL, it's it's the same as like baseball, where it's all about explosion. All right, the downtime is very slow. I mean, people are kind of running everywhere, but it's like, you know, you get in a group. All right, so we're going to do uh, left tackle, Slant 55 on one. Right, they're ready, break. They they all get into like formation. Uh, quarterback sets down, looks, sees like, sees the cornerback kind of coming in like he's gonna, gonna blitz. He calls a blue 75 to move a guy over to block him. A little bit of an audible, doesn't change up the play. Because he knows if the cornerback comes in, he'll have like a wide open receiver if they're playing man-to-man. So it'll be fine. Guy's going to block it. He basically says, set, hot, ball gets hot. And then it, there you go. It's an explosion of a play for about, you know, 10 seconds. And then it's back to like 30 seconds of them planning the play and getting it set up again. Like, that's that's how football is. It's a slow game. It really is. Well, you know, it, it seems fast. Like, these guys are super... That's, that's another thing I love about football is the number of people who sit there and blast, like, look at these athletes, these fat ass guys. That fat ass can run a 40 in, like, six seconds, all right? Wearing pads. I couldn't do that in eight seconds wearing pads, I bet most people couldn't do that in six seconds wearing pads. They are fast dudes, all right? They're big, and they're they, it's like a grizzly bear is essentially what they are, okay? Just because they don't look like Usain Bolt, like the, like a cheetah, you know. A bear's not as fast as a cheetah, but a bear's really, really fast. Do your homework. Look it up on Wikipedia, which people can just edit willy-nilly. I mean, I'm going to change it right now to grizzly bears can run up to 100 kilometers an hour. Uh, I'm not actually going to do that. But the Grey Cup was uh, this Sunday. I watched enough of it, uh, took off to record one of the podcasts that I'm going to air while I'm in Ontario. That way you guys continuously get podcasts from me. I'm going to try and do like a bunch of one-on-ones or uh, with a couple people, maybe like a round table. 
type deal. And uh, I, I think we're going to have some some good episodes. Uh, so I'll let those kind of roll out as I'm in Ontario. They'll just roll out automatically. I'll, I'll pretty much have everything set up to do that. Uh, it's just taking me some time to get together enough interviews to do that. Um, so that was good. But I basically got there, checked the score of the Grey Cup when I figured that's what was going to happen. Uh, Toronto won. Here's the thing about the Grey Cup that I was trying to point out last week, and I think I really failed at it, pointing it out. But it's like there isn't any dynasties in the CFL. I mean, for a league with only eight teams, six different teams have been in the Grey Cup the last three years. All right, that's six out of the eight teams. That's ridiculous. I mean, how do you not have at least... Like, I guess, technically, the Montreal Alouettes are the closest team to being a dynasty, realistically speaking. But, I mean, they won the Grey Cup, like, three times in the past ten years. Uh, They made it to the final... I guess, technically, like, like, the past two years, not even... In the Grey Cup final, but in the past 10 years, they won it three times and have been into the finals, oh, I want to say six times or seven times. Uh, let's see, so since 2002, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven appearances. But they only won three times, and it was like 2002, and then like uh, 2009, 2010. So really, that's not even that's not even like a like a dynasty, you know? They they were just the team to beat, but they kept getting beat. I mean, essentially, they were like they're like the Boston Bruins, uh, yeah, like like. Like the Boston Bruins of like the seventies and the eighties, right? Where, the, where they they did win, or I guess the seventies, like late seventies, early eighties, where they did win a couple Stanley Cups, but realistically they just couldn't make it past any team. And I mean, I guess it it kind of like like they got beat twice by the Lions. Uh, oh wait, wait, I'm. Going back a little bit longer than I should. Uh, they get, yeah, they just couldn't. They couldn't win. It's Eskimos, Lions, Stampeders. Uh, yeah, twice the Eskimos. Like, like realistically, they're a team. That should have five championships inside the last decade. I mean, realistically, that's how good the Alouettes were. But they weren't really that good because they just couldn't win in the clutch. Yeah, they're the last team to win back-to-back titles ever since the Argonauts. Uh... Back in 96-97. And then what? Before then it was... I guess the Eskimos. In like... The 80s from... From 78... Through to 83. Like that's a dynasty. That's a team that just continuously... Wins... Every single... Grey Cup. Every single championship... That they they won six straight. I mean, it's in a league where you don't have that many teams. The fact that there isn't one team that just dominates all the time really does blow my mind. Uh, I mean, it, it's to the point where, like, like I love dynasties because realistically, what a dynasty ends up being is like. 
who's going to beat them. And like I said, the Alouettes were the closest thing to a dynasty in the past decade in the CFL. But like I said, they they made it to the Grey Cup Finals seven times. Their record is 3-4, and four, so realistically... It wasn't like, oh, who's going to beat them? It's like, yeah, they're going to get beat. They are. They're done. They made it to the finals. I doubt they'll win. I mean, there's still always that team that's looking like they're going to do well. I, I mean, realistically, they, they were the top team in the East for... I don't know how many seasons. Like, they have dominated their side. East Division champions. Uh, 2008, 9, 10, 12. I think maybe Toronto or Winnipeg was in 2011. But they they were that team that was just, like, almost unbeatable. Look at that. Since 2002, 3, 4, 6, 8, 9, 10, 12. So in the past decade, 8, eight regular season East Division champions. Seven times they've made the Grey Cups. I mean, their, their Grey Cup record uh, is not the best. At all. Let's see. They, they've made the Grey Cup. What? 18 times. And their record is 7 and 11. Like they aren't. They just can't win the Grey Cup. But they have always been the most dominant team. For the past decade. I like seeing a dynasty. Or, or at least I like seeing like two teams. That you could look forward to. So like. Uh, the Chicago Bulls in the 90s, you know, the, like the Montreal Canadiens for the longest time, the, I guess like the Celtics-Lakers rivalry, either either a dynasty, because then, it, like I said, it becomes who's going to win, who's going to beat them, is what it becomes, or a rivalry of like, these teams are like bitter rivals, those are the way, That that's how you like build a sport I, because you just have to get people in pretty much involved in it. Like some of those uh, high school rivalries and some of the rivalries for like college sports are ridiculous. So, you know, um, congratulations to the Toronto Argonauts for winning in Toronto. That is actually the second game in a row. Where the home team uh, has won the Grey Cup. Or at least like the, the host city has won. Which is actually quite fascinating. Um, who is, I guess. Uh, yeah. Realistically the last host team to be in the Grey Cup. Before then was the Alouettes who lost it in 2008. So, realistically speaking, it's 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 an interesting sport. I, I like I said, I, I do love the CFL. Um, apparently, it was David Menzies, 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 Dave Menzies, I think is his name. The the Menzoid is what they call him, I guess. Uh, Really doesn't like the CFL. uh, And he called for a boycott from the CFL. This is a guy who, of course, works for Sun News. So you know right away he's full of shit. Uh, It was absolutely hilarious listening to him rant and rave. Uh, We we want a boycott because the CFL is illegal. I was like, what, what, how is it illegal? And then he goes off on this rant about how they measure in yards, which has been in football for a hundred years. It's like, realistically, 
I, I realistically, we should just boycott Sun News. Sun News is like the Canadian version of Fox News. It's run by a bunch of retards who just their agenda is to insult your intelligence and make you watch them and go, what are you, are you kidding? Did you actually say that? I mean, every so often they, they have something that they have to say that makes sense. But for the most part, it's it's like, really, that's that's why you call for a boycott because they're measuring in yards and not meters, you jackass. I mean, realistically, they could measure in meters and it'll be, what, like a... Like a 90, right? I guess like a 105 meter. Would that be it? 110 yards would be like 105 meters. Something like that. Ooh, wait, that's what it would be. We can do it by meters. I just, listen. If that's what you're calling the boycott, the CFL... For obviously you're either full of shit or you have absolutely nothing to talk about. I mean, you might as well be hosting the Chris Gaskin show if that's what you're ranting and raving about. It's ridiculous. All right, the CFL has had a hundred gay or gray cups, a um, hundred gay cups. That that doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh, can I, can I have a bunch of gay people be a- emailing me? This you said gay cup. Emailing you Chris Gaskin show at live.com. You'll read it. Yes, I will read it. Gay people. Um, I have nothing against you. I just don't want to fuck you. I like women. They just uh, don't like me. So carrying on. Um, <laughs> the, the CFL looking to expand. Uh, looking to add Quebec City. Which it's about time. Quebec City. Uh. Has gotten a sports franchise. Let's be honest. They haven't had a proper sports franchise. Pretty much since. 96. Really. Like a good solid sports franchise. And like a. Like a good solid. Sports league. I mean like I said. It's only eight teams right now. But. You know, they keep trying Ottawa. That fails. I think Quebec City would be a really good place for a football team. Especially, like, like Montreal really doesn't have a rival. I mean, kind of. They rival Toronto, but really Toronto's rival is Hamilton. You know, Winnipeg's kind of out doing their own thing. If Calgary, Edmonton, BC is like BC Calgary. BC Saskatchewan is like the big rivalry. But really, like... Should have a Saskatchewan. You need like a, maybe another BC. I guess you can't support another BC team. I don't know what you do. Canada is just too large and too spread out to make like a, a great choice. But the fact that the Grey Cup uh, really they, they didn't run because they had issues with the uh, rugby union in trying to get. Like the Grey Cup because it used to be, uh, I guess, rugby rules back in the day. I don't know. I'm just guessing. I should probably read more Wikipedia on that. But I know they didn't run Grey Cups during World War I. Uh, but realistically speaking, without that, like, the, there's no lockouts. The NHL is still locked out. They just canceled the All-Star game. I, I mean... Everything looked like it was going good. Then just all of a sudden they, they stopped talking again. You have owners that are that are sitting there being like, hey, we're losing money. Sponsors are back, craft backed out. Like eventually you're going to have like CCM and Reebok be like, you know, fuck it. Make your skates at Tyco or something. I don't Tyco's not even a company. That was such a stupid joke. Unbelievable. Um... <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I was, I was trying to say like a toy. Mattel. Maybe Mattel. There we go. That works, right? This is no Tyco RC anymore because might as well have said Enron at that moment. The NHL is really starting to piss me off. When, when I start watching sports that I actually don't like watching, like basketball, you know 
you're really losing me. Like the point that I'm like, yeah, I'll watch basketball. And I'm sitting with basketball to me is uh, like it's a tough physical game. I I like to make jokes on how how like that that wrist motion when they shoot the ball is like the gayest thing ever. But I really can't, uh, I, dude. I can't shoot a basketball for the life. Also, I'm five foot two. Basketball can go fuck itself. Realistically speaking, you know, I'd I'd love to be good at basketball, but I'm not. I'd love to be like Muggsy Bogues. Just running around people, throwing the ball through their legs, looking all awesome. But like I said, I'm Muggsy Bogues 5'6". I'm 5'2", and I'm white, so it's not going to happen. And I'm Canadian, right? I, I could have been like uh, Theo Fleury, except I wasn't fucked as a kid. And um, <laughs> all right, maybe that one was a bit off-color. Uh, off-color is what it... Jesus. It's a bit late. This is... This is the thing. I tend to record this podcast either too early or too late. Um, I need to find some semblance. On the, is that even a word? This is where I'm at right now. I can't even make a proper sentence without just throwing in bullshit. I, uh, let's switch the subjects. I had a roast, um, on, on Friday night at Goldie's Pizza. I had been trying to plug it on my podcast for the past while. There wasn't much of a turnout, which, I mean, realistically, when you want to roast someone, you want to roast someone... Who A, wants to get roasted, probably would help. Uh, And B, I'd assume you'd want to roast someone that people know. Because then realistically, it's like if a crowd comes, hey, there's going to be comedy. Oh, it's a roast tonight. Okay, so who's getting roasted? Chris Gaskin? Who's that? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I will be quite frank. I didn't want to roast. I really didn't. Um, when it was brought up, the idea, I, I asked why, and I was told I deserve a roast. And I frankly have no idea what the fuck that means. You deserve a roast. Does that mean, like, I deserve to be humiliated? Or, like, I'm good enough and, and like, have been, you know, causing splashes, and it's like, hey, you... You should be roasted, or, you know, because realistically, it. I don't think it, it seemed like I've done much to actually deserve, like, a roast. I don't know how or, or what. It, it almost came across as, like, like, you deserve a roast, as in, you deserve to get smashed. By a bunch of people. Which really happened at the last roast I was at. So why the fuck would I want another roast? Realistically. I booked this spot months in advance. To try and work on my act. And all of a sudden it gets switched to a roast. And I wasn't happy about that. But I figured. Alright. If this is going to happen. Then let's try and make the best of it. Um... And then I get there, and it's one of those things, like, I even noticed uh, along the lines of, of like, who was booked to be on the roast. It, it was like, where where are my friends roasting me? Like, isn't this that part of the idea with a roast is that you at least have a couple of your friends there? I mean, I, I had... I'd say uh, of that group, I would consider one of those guys uh, a friend. And that's not anything against the rest of that group, all right? The rest of the group is fine. I, you know, I get along with. They're, they're good acquainted. They're comedy friends. They're people I know. 
All right, but like like Andy Kinetti wasn't there. Andy Kalstrom wasn't there. Um, uh, Brian Mang, who I suggested, was turned down, which I thought was ridiculous. And, and the the response of like when I said, "Hey, get Brian Mang," because uh, someone had to drop out because they weren't feeling well. They'd been sick for a while. So they had to drop out. And I was like, get Brian Mang. And the answer I was giving was, uh, you can't write jokes for him. Well, first of all, if you did your homework, you could. I could write jokes for Brian Mang. I could very easily. He's a tall, skinny, <laughs> moron of a man. No, that's not true. I, you know, um, Will Fitzpatrick. Would have been nice, like, like, like all these guys who, who I'd actually like hang out with outside of comedy. There's one of those guys that was there. That's it. That's it. Which really just blows my mind as to like, like, obviously I didn't book it because if I would have booked if I were to book a roast, all right, number one, it would be like, who are your friends? Let's see if we can get them involved. And then let's book some guys who are going to come uh, and who are just like good joke writers and such. All right, but realistically, it was like, like I said, one guy who I actually consider a friend outside of comedy and really, it's not even, he's not even an actual friend. He's just a, he's realistically more of a comedy friend, too. It's, we went on uh, a great tour last year together. You know, I, I gave the guy money to score drugs. Uh, <laughs> that's how good of a friend he is. I, you, I'll be completely honest, that time I gave him money, he was saying, oh, I need it to do this and this, and I said, he swear to him, I knew he was buying drugs, I mean, really, he could have just said, dude, can I get money to score dope, I probably just wouldn't want to hear whatever, I do not approve of this, but, sure, he is the type of guy that I'd hang out with. Outside of comedy, though. Um, but for the most part, it, and like I said, it's it's not like it was a bad group of people. It's just people who I, like, I'm not, I wouldn't really hang out with them. I'd hang out with them in the comedy scene, no problem. But they aren't guys who it's like, dude, what are you doing? Let's go out, let's let's see a movie, let's, let's hang out, let's play some sports, play some poker or something. Where were those guys? Those guys, one of them was invited, and he had to drop out last minute. But, like, all my other friends weren't even invited, weren't even, like, thought of. The second I even said, hey, what about them? Oh, it's tough to write jokes for them. Do your homework. Do your goddamn homework. That's the whole point of a roast. The other thing is, when you do a roast, you can't make it personal. All right, the second you start making it personal, that that's why a lot of times when you see, like, roasts, you see the roast jokes, like, oh, you know, uh, Johnny's fat, ha, 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 right? Our boss is old, ha, 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 you know? You got to attack the easy things as to not make it personal. Because the second you make it personal, it's, not, it's, it's just awkward. It's not even funny anymore. Yeah, that's that's why realistically, um, I'd say probably the guy who did uh, the best from what I saw was uh, probably Colin Sharp. I thought he was he was great. Um, you know, nothing personal. Most of the jokes were really funny. I over the line is one thing, but it, it's like it, as long as it's not really getting personal. Then it's fine, but like, ah, yeah. I would like to thank uh, the roasters. I, I'd like to thank Byron Bertram, Colin Sharp, Donovan Mahoney, 
Paul M., uh, Mouse Catalini, uh, Bruce the Australian, and Johnny from the Block, uh, co-hosts of Talking Gaskin, which I learned about that night. Um, actually, that's not true. I guess technically I learned about it that week when they were announced to be on the roast. Uh, apparently, Talking Gaskin is a podcast that is recorded on what, like, I I only listened to one episode, so it's it essentially sounds like it's recorded on an iPod. That's what it sounds like. It really, the sound quality isn't good. Um, is that, I, I kind of just listened to a little bit of it. Uh, it's very flattering to have a podcast based on your podcast. Um, but they were, they were on the dais and, uh, that was pretty cool having a couple super fans there. Um, bit cool, bit awkward too. It's, uh, it's odd having super fans that, you know, kind of remind you of like Mark David Chapman. Like, you don't know if they want to wear your skin or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, like... So they got they got a show. Um, it's right after you listen to my podcast. Go on iTunes. Uh, download Talking Gaskin. And it'll be the podcast uh, about what I said by a couple super fans. And, uh, or, you know... Just listen to my podcast. I'd say just listen to their podcast. But realistically, who knows? If you listen to it, the, they, they might get something mixed up. Put it out of context. I don't know. Like I said, I listened to a half of an episode. Um, I should probably listen to it and see how it is. But like I said, it's very flattering. Um, it, was, it was very nice for them to come to the podcast. Uh, like I said, the, when I found out that there was a, a podcast about my podcast, I, I thought that was a little odd. Um, kind of sat there perplexed for a while. And then I, like I said, I listened to a half of an episode, realized they, they're a couple really big fans. So, uh, you know, I, I support that. I do. I, I guess I'd have to actually sit down and properly listen to an episode or two and see how good it is. All I know is it sounded like it was recorded in iPod. It didn't sound that professional. I mean, realistically, I, I try and make this podcast sound as professional as possible. I, you know, I use as good a mic as I can. I, I I try and mix it well, you know. I try and make it to at least 50 minutes each week, which I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this week. Uh, but yeah, it's it's like I said, it, it's uh, it's very flattering knowing that. Uh, let's see, what can I talk about? Uh, like just over half an hour in. 20 minutes to kill. I have no idea what to talk about to kill 20 minutes. So, um, let's talk about, see, we talked about the NHL. Oh, I guess I never really talked about the election, um, in the States. I never really talked about Barack Obama winning the election, which I thought, uh, while not a great choice, is still a better choice than Mitt Romney. Um, one of my buddies is a fan of Barack Obama and still has that like mentality of like, oh, well now he can get to work. You know, he couldn't work before the first four years. It is insane to think that one man can change an entire country in eight years. All right. Realistically, the the definition of insanity is expecting or 
doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. All right. And essentially, that is what electing a president is. All right. Uh, electing any government official like that is. It's it's even in Canada, it's the same way with, with Stephen Harper. The number of people who don't like him, I, yet he still keeps winning over and over and over. But it, it's like the number of people that just detest that guy. And then they, you know, he still gets voted in. I mean, it's mostly because it's old people voting. Which is, you know, we don't want gay people getting married. And, and we don't want abortion. Like, that, dude, there's way too many people on this earth. All right? A couple abortions and gay people getting married kind of helps that out, Mr. Old over here. All right? But thinking one guy is going to change everything or at least, like, voting on someone because you think he's going to change everything. Like, realistically, these guys are backed by corporations. It's corporations that run everything. And now I'm getting, I guess, into, like, conspiracy theory, kind of, technically. But let's be honest, all right? Barack Obama uh, spent over a billion dollars on his campaign. Now, you know, the president of the United States, I think, makes... Four hundred thousand dollars or six hundred. He doesn't even make seven figures. All right, he makes a six-figure salary to do that job, to you know, quote unquote, run the free world. Like, like not even seven figures. He's making six figures to run the free world. Like, it's insane to think that his agenda is what's going to run the country. It's really not. Because if you're making just six figures for four years, that's not enough to cover a billion dollars to tour, all right? Even if you, like, tax... If you were to tax uh, the Americans, like like the American taxpayers, and, and use that... Well, first of all, that'd be a huge scandal if you were to do something like that. Um... It would be a ridiculous scandal. But to think that that is what would get you enough money to do that, it's not that. It's it, They get backing from these major corporations who throw lobbyists into Washington to go with their own agendas. And that is why all those agendas end up going through and everyone just goes, what the hell is going on? But it, it happened over. It happened with uh, Herbert Walker Bush. Uh, it happened. So so George H W Bush. It happened with Bill Clinton. It happened with George W Bush. I mean, realistically, it ha- it happened in Barack Obama's first term. But why would it be different for a second term? All right. I ask you honestly. If you think about it, how could it? change, alright, um, but Barack Obama won handily with the popular vote, and the final tally, uh, of the vote was actually quite ironic, quite ironic because Romney made this remark, uh, which didn't kill his chances, a lot of people said it killed his chances, but it honestly didn't, basically what he said is, uh, he, he quoted that Barack Obama was the candidate of the 47% of Americans who believe that they are victims and they end up being dependent on the government, which I don't think is true. I, I think, you know, these candidates have to... The, the rhetoric that must be discussed with politics is the fact that these people... Their agenda has to be for the people of the country, and it's never for that. It's always for corporations, because that's where that money comes from. That is why uh, the United States has the right to bear arms, in case the government goes crazy. And they have gone crazy uh, for a while. God, I'm saying all of this, I may never get into the States, ever. Listen, I, I think, like I said, I, I think Obama's a good guy. I'm glad he won. 
he realistically was the lesser of two evils. But, it, you know, it's just how governments work. The Canadian government's no different with Stephen Harper, um, who, is, who is my buddy Simon King, says looks like a guy who just accidentally stuck a Q-tip in his ear a little too deep. Just stuck it in and was like, I smell toast. Um, by the way, if you've never seen si- the comedian Simon King, you got to see him. That guy is a absolute beast of a comic. Uh, one of my favorites to watch ever. Like, he is, he is great. So Romney um, claimed Barack Obama was a candidate of the 47%. And Romney won only 47% of the electorate, which is uh, very ironic and very poetic, realistically speaking, uh, and also kind of hilarious. So good on you, Romney, for nailing that one so dead on. That, uh, that is great. For you, uh, like I said, I, I really hope Obama can make some changes. But realistically, like I said, relying on one person is insanity, and that's how governments have been running for years upon years upon years, decades, just generation after generation. I don't know if that's going to happen. So why don't we talk about? Uh, People's Sexiest Man Alive is Channing Tatum from the movie Magic Mike, which admittedly I have not seen. (laughs) I just realized I probably shouldn't have said it that way. I should have just said I haven't seen it. Um, Have you seen Magic Mike? No. Do you plan on seeing it? No. Uh, It it looks like a total, uh, you know, like, like a movie that I'd have to sit down with some woman you gotta watch it. It's so great. Um, hilariously enough, though, the one of the girls who writes for Yahoo, uh, their I guess their OMG, which is what their uh, what is it like like their TMZ version, right? OMG, I guess technically. Uh, she's talking about how Channing Tatum got voted for Sexiest Man Alive by People, or by People's Magazine, and was asking where all the Canadians were on that list, because they weren't that high up, or at least, like, uh, like, they were, they were kind of, I, I think... What'd she say? Like, like they were, they were high up enough, but they weren't really there. Or... I mean, I'll be honest. As a completely, uh... I just, I, you know, I'm never gonna make sexiest man alive. So it's interesting to not only see who they pick and be like, oh, okay, so that's what you consider good looking. All right, you know. A big beefy idiot. Well, that um, I'm not saying he's an idiot. I don't. I've never met him. Maybe he's a very intelligent guy. You know. Maybe he's very smart. I don't know if Channing Tatum is. I just know he looks like that typical large alpha male guy. So I assume. You know, that's why he was picked, just strictly out of how he looked. And, of course, right away, uh, the lady who writes this article starts asking, where are the Canadian guys? Where's Where's Ryan Gosling? Where's uh, Ryan Reynolds? And I, I think that picture is of Drake, which, looking at him, he is an ugly fucking dude. I mean, one eye is like... Off center. I don't know what the hell happened to that guy's face. Dude, looks like he was hit with a frying pan. 
I don't know, he's got like a shirt on, so I'm pretty sure he's built like a fucking brick shit house. But his face looked like he fell down the ugly tree and hit every branch and on the last branch like bent down and launched him back up like a cartoon and he hit every branch on the way up and then back on the way down to the ground. Like his face is brutal. Alright, but she's also got like a picture of Justin Bieber. Really? That Dude, he's like a nerdy, I don't know, how is he good looking? I mean, like I said, I'm not, I'm not a good looking guy, and I know that. But really, Justin Bieber? Yeah, I guess like girls, like young girls love him, but I think it's more for like his singing, which, you know, isn't actually that great. Drake, I'm pretty sure that's, that picture's of Drake. If that's of Drake, that is... Uh, an ugly dude. Ryan Reynolds, uh, you know, by, by, I guess, you know, like, classical standards, is a good-looking guy. Uh, I just thought Ryan Gosling had, you know, kind of like an odd-shaped face, but, you know, I can respect a dude with style. That's pretty cool, you know. Guy dresses well, and he's a hell of an actor. Same with, like, Ryan Reynolds. But really, you know, you got Justin Bieber up there that you're questioning why he wasn't in the list of, of people's sexiest man alive, why he wasn't in the running. I'll tell you, because he's not a good-looking guy, all right? He's a little wormy, you know, pop singer. At least Justin Timberlake kind of looks like a man. You know what I mean? He's, like, he still looks like a kid. Yet he's still, like, banging Selena Gomez. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous how much pussy singers get and how little comedians get. Like, you don't even have to be a good singer to to get laid, all right? Because, like, you get up there and you really don't, let the audience know who you are. It's just you, you end up being, you know, like this person who they, they don't know who, so, so they just, they want to figure you out automatically. Like, that's the difference between, like, musicians and comedians. Like, comedians, we come out and we're like, this is me. Uh, this is everything about me. That you want to know. That you need to know. And now you can make the decision. Whether or not we have sex. Like that's basically what we're doing. You know musicians don't do that. Even like Green Day. Like when they get on stage. So I've been thinking. You know it's more like. We got a safety environment. Fucking pussies. Those guys. (laughs) Uh, all right, I gotta wrap this podcast up. Um, I think that's it for the podcast. I nearly made 50 minutes. I, I don't even know why I feel like I have to break 50 minutes. Because it's ridiculous. It's it's so unbelievably tough to do as a... Just talking by yourself. Like, like I, I sound like a fucking asshole, and I know that. Um... So here's my plan. This is what I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys know this plan for what's going to happen uh, when I head on tour. So my plan is this. When I head on tour, I will be putting up uh, like a one-on-one series. So I, I've done one interview right now, and it's with Will Fitzpatrick and Damian Brown from Idiots Think. And I think that'll be the first one that'll go up January 8th. And then from then on, I'll I'll have a a few different podcasts set up. Where it's just going to update automatically. Right, they'll all be posted automatically. I'll, I'll make sure that everything goes off without a hitch as possible. Um, 
it will not upload to my website or to SoundCloud. That I'm going to leave uh, until I'm recording podcasts like this again, until I either get back into Vancouver or I get something that will allow me to do that easier uh, when I'm in Toronto. Uh, I'm assuming I'll be able to do that by the end of my tour in Toronto. And at least I'll have a lot to talk about when I'm there. You know, don't have to put up with a roast of myself with people I don't know on the roast in Toronto. That would be ridiculous. Um, so, so here's the plan. is It's all going to be through iTunes or through um, Blogspot or... I guess Blogspot, iTunes, or FeedBurner will be the three ways that you could get my podcast. So I'm pretty sure the first one that's going to air will be the Idiots Think episode, which I recorded, and I I think was pretty good. Uh, I still have to edit out the start and give it like a a start and finish of me uh, talking to hype things up or whatever. I don't know. Um... But I think it was a good interview, and I'm looking forward to doing like this one-on-one series that, that'll just be pretty much exclusively to iTunes. I'm, I'm going to try and find a way to be able to post it on my website without going through SoundCloud, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, so for now, it, it'll just be through iTunes. Um, I, th- I think that's that's the plan, is uh, I'm going to be interviewing a bunch of friends, a bunch of people who I think would be good interviews, and hopefully I'll actually get enough episodes that by the time I make it back, I can just do my own. I, I mean, realistically, this tour that I'm actually trying to hook up is looking like it's going to be January through March, pretty much, by the end of it. Um I still have to go back and forth. But hey, uh, I think that's it for the show. Um, Hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. I don't think it was all that good, but uh, who am I to judge? Well, I'm the person who runs this podcast, so, you know, it's a piece of shit. Sorry, hopefully next week's is better. See you next Tuesday.